Today we're talking to a guest like a lot of us had a pretty rough time back in 2020. The world like really fell apart. Like it was hard. This is like 2020, like hard times. That's when I ended up like taking a step back. Honestly, I had a really big existential crisis. And she had the realization that spending money on traditional school was what others wanted for her rather than what she wanted for herself. They were like really good at helping me see that this law school path doesn't make logical sense to go and spend $150,000 when that's not even really what I want to do to begin with. Then we talked about how this remote closing world is all about you as long as you're willing to put in the work. Whatever you want you guys get to create this as long as you're doing the work you can create whatever it is that you want all that coming up in today's episode of the remote closing academy podcast now really quickly before we jump into today's episode wanted to issue a trigger warning in this episode there are talks of suicide and mental health it is very brief but wanted to mention it really quickly so that you're not taken by surprise let's jump into the episode without further ado lydia how is your day so far how's the week yeah huge shout out to emma she's amazing what a lucky find that you guys have her uh -huh. So, great. yeah, yeah, my day's great, man. I'm just feeling on fire. I'm feeling good. I'm super excited to talk to you. I've been, I've been a big fan of yours too. I, again, another really lucky find out in the world that Cole got a hold of. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> shining people. Yeah, love it. Right so, yeah. I what what we usually do on these these episodes is I, I really want to go back and just learn more about you and and kind of your journey. Um, just kind of, you know, the, the short amount of time that, that we've been talking, I could just tell like just the, the confidence that comes from the voice and the way that you speak. So um, I'm always just really curious on like people's journeys and like how they got to where they are. So I guess let's take it back before you were, you know, in RCA before you were like, were you in sales before? Like as really as far back as you want to go, we have like an hour. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah. Let's get into it. So I, my first accidental sales role was managing an anytime fitness gym in a uh, small town in Michigan. So in Northern Michigan and Traverse city. Uh, and it just kind of came out of nowhere. I wanted a free membership. So I was like, can I like wash the toilets or whatever? I was just like, <laughs> I was in a transition in my life and I'm like, I don't just give me any job, whatever. Uh, like dating somebody who's super passionate about working out. And I don't, I was a rock climber. So I'm like, I have a fitness background, but I don't care about gyms or whatever. I don't really yeah. like, you know, lifting heavy things or whatever, but they were like, um, no, like we're good on the toilets, but could you manage for us? And I was like, sure. Yeah, I can do that. Like I, I have management background and, you know, I've got some skills. So I jump in there and there's this thing called uh, like a CRM. And I'm like, I don't, what is that? So my, the, the girl who is training me to like take over this role, she's like not really sure either. Uh, and nobody oh for like... <laughs> Many, many, <laughs> for many uh, years, many, many years, nobody's really sure what like a CRM is. And so I'm just like, oh my God, like there's limitless potential of what we could mm. do here. Like, this is crazy. How do, there's so many, look at how many people we can call. So I'm just ripping calls. I'm ripping mm. calls and I'm just doing all of this stuff and I'm getting it organized. And then I'm on the phone with the Club OS guys. So that's the name of the CRM, Club OS. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Oh man, I don't know. It was just so much fun. It was the most fun job ever. But unfortunately, they didn't tell me that the place, the location I was managing was going to be closing down. Mm. So I, they I didn't were tell like, you that before in, you started ripping these yeah, calls. <laughs> they were in the works. They were in the works of closing it down. And then the owner is this guy with like he's the police. It was just amazing opportunity to get me like into sales and learn the stuff. And they wanted me to transition back to the other location. Yada yada. And I was like, you know what? This is just not. 
is that really what I want to be doing with my life anyway? What is that? Mm. I don't really know. Like I was in always in this transition like of what's the bigger calling? What am I here for? You know, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. So I think from there. Um, well, really quick before the, before we move on, because I, I think even just like that, that in and of itself, I'm, I'm curious, like even further back. So like where I guess because how do I put this? Usually when there's like a CRM, like people get like anxiety, right? But you were like, I'm just going to like, this is opportunity. I'm going to rip through these calls. Like where, like the, your, your previous position, cause you said you had like manager you know, experience before that. Yeah. Was it, was it the same? Like, did you learn that there? Like, where did you get kind of like that, that fire? Where do we get this stuff from? Where does it come from Aaron? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Some people just like, you know, you can jump on the energy frequency. You can jump on the wavelength of like, oh my God, there's so much abundance and opportunity mm -hmm. and good stuff here. There's good juicy stuff. And then, uh, and it's like, life is that. It's like this constantly like jumping on and off of like abundance and like being aware of the abundance that's around you. And then it's, you know, before you know it. But where did that come from? It's probably like, yeah, it's probably um, a technical, like um, the way my brain thinks, which might be somewhat um, logical in a way, mm -hmm. uh, but I am very like, I'm deeply empathetic. So I've got like these two weird sides that are battling within mm -hmm. me all the time, like the human side, the emotional side, the the element of um, connection, mm. and love and beauty. And then there's this other part that's like, okay, but how do we change the world? Like, how do we implement change, right? How do we move the needle? And so you need both. You need systems. You have to have systems. Like mm. you have to have organization and order and structure because otherwise everything moves into chaos, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And that's, I think that's, that's really important. Just the, the distinction and understanding of like, there is both, right? I think, you know, some people might like sway a little bit too far to the left or to the right, where it's like, like you said, it's like, they understand there needs to be systems but it's like they don't they lack the other side or like they're maybe a little anxious about the CRM just using this example but like they don't take the action of like what needs to be done to systematize okay these are like human beings on the other end and like they're potential clients so let's like get back in front of them and you know make it happen so yeah. okay that's that's interesting so yeah. so from that point so you you realize that you know you're you're basically not going to have a, a job i'm assuming from you know this police officer that had the the gym so yeah. what was what was kind of the next steps after that yeah, so after that, it was, um, I moved to back to Colorado again, to Summit County, and ended up working um, as a visual merchandiser for a little while, and did, like, visual merchandising and then management. Uh, I managed a Banana Republic up there for a little while, which was kind of, like, cool and fun and, like, made good money, and there's some sales elements to that, but mostly it was, like, product design and, like... Um, and then COVID hit and I, I was laid off and I was like, well, this is still not, I'm still not doing what I'm meant to do with my talent and my passion and my brilliance and all the stuff. So what am I doing? And I got on a call with my best friend, uh, one of my best friends and got, I, I used to be in um, political advocacy and political organizing and lots of political work. Mm -hmm. uh, so I met him through that and he was like, all right are we ready to get real? Like, I know there's this weird pandemic thing. Like you should consider moving home and going to law school. Like finally do it, Lydia. Like you've been talking mm -hmm. about this for a long time and 
actually it wasn't even me who was talking about it. It was everybody around me is like, you should be an attorney. You know, you get into a political arena and you can articulate and you can argue and people are like, you should be a lawyer. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, I should do that. <laughs> so I moved from Summit County to Michigan again. I'm like my life. Yeah, you're like fl- flip flopping. <laughs> All the time, I'm like either in Colorado or Michigan or some other random little tiny place like it for, yeah. for I lived in San Francisco for a little while and Santa Fe for a little while. But yeah, I came back home and started working again in political organizing and started studying hard for the LSAT. And um, actually, before I started studying for the LSAT, I started working for um, some political campaigns. So I was working on political campaigns. And then the world like really fell apart. Like it was hard. This mm-hmm. is like 2020, like yeah. hard times. And uh, that's when I ended up like taking a step back, moved to Santa Fe. And I had like, honestly, I had a really big existential crisis in Santa Fe. So I moved to Michigan. Then I get this job offer in Santa Fe, moved to Santa Fe for a little while. Mm. And my life was just kind of a mess. Like I was not well, you know, I was really struggling uh, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So I had kind of a, a wrestling match with God and said, like, I'm the universe is the word I like to use instead of God. But who cares? Whatever. Yeah. Had yeah. a conversation with some higher power. And I said, I'm not doing this anymore. Like, I'm not doing it. I don't want to live like this anymore. This is ins- this is madness. And yeah, I get it. Like, the world around me is madness. But like, if I'm going to be here, I'm doing it differently. I don't want to operate like this anymore in this like fight or flight, like terrified all the time. And just, um, you know, I can be really powerful and I can get in front of powerful people and like get to the governor's office and do all this stuff. But it's like, I'm exhausted and I'm not even getting anything for it. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't getting paid. I wasn't, I mean, I was getting paid if I was on, you know, campaigns, but yeah. So it's just like, I'm done. What do you want to do about it? university send me send me something like tell me what to do mm-hmm. otherwise i'm out like i'm good like I'm, we're talking suicide we're talking like i'm done and mm-hmm. this is heavy so so trigger warnings for whoever's listening but it comes with a good story at the end and i don't advocate ever for people to have that kind of a conversation or come to that level of like intensity but i will say this the story is simple i just said listen i'm not doing it anymore but I'm I'm super happy to stay as long as you can show me a different path, show me a different way. So three hours later, I'm scrolling on Instagram. Thank God for social media, right? Like mm-hmm. there's abundance all around us. There are answers all around us. So I'm scrolling on Instagram and my friend, an old uh, supervisor of mine from when I lived in Boulder, she pops up on my feed and she's like, hey, I'm doing this thing. It's kind of new. It's validated. It's a nature integrated trauma coaching. If you are in trouble and you need someone to talk to and have just a conversation about maybe like healing, call me. It's free. And I was like, Mandy, I loved you. I would love to talk to you. Like, so I call her up and tell her what's going on. And she, yeah, I couldn't believe it, but she took me on. She was like, yeah, I would love to. So this is my first interaction in the world of coaching online coaching Mm. and it happens to be with a good friend of mine but i had no idea that like people are exchanging good for services online like i do know it but like i didn't really know it yeah so i'm a client of hers and uh oh my god within two weeks 
my whole life changed. And I just like started opening up to this transition of like, life is beautiful. It's hard and painful and we've got pandemics and we've got crazy things going on all over the place. But like life is beautiful and it's full of abundance and it's full of possibilities. And what do we do next? You know, what's going on next? So story goes, I move home. I start then studying officially for the LSAT. So I move back home, mm-hmm. start studying for the LSAT home being Detroit, Michigan area. Then um, I'm on my way to law school again for the second time because I had taken the LSAT before and um, I was just like never really ready. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to get a job as a legal assistant. Like I took the LSAT, but I'm like, I'm not sure yet. I don't want to pull the trigger yet. And that's a good thing because here I am back on social media scrolling again one day. Like, what do I do here, universe? Like, I don't really want to go to law school. Sure, I'll be great as an attorney, but what are we doing here? So all of a sudden, I'm in this vortex of an ad from Cole Gordon, and I'm just like, what does this guy do? Like, what is he talking about? Like, this is insane. This is really cool shit. Yeah, believe it. Have never have I ever done this, but I give him my first name, my last name, my email, and my phone number. Like, never have I ever given the internet my phone (laughs) before. And within a few minutes, uh, I think it was, I'm watching the webinar, right? So the funnel is from give your phone number to like watch the webinar. Sitting there watching the webinar, I'm just like, whatever he is saying is so cool. Like, this is amazing. And my appointment center calls, who I think is, his name is Levi, I think. And I have to give such a huge shout out to this guy because like, just the level of presence, centeredness, um, connection that he had and it might be because he just got lucky or I got lucky or both got lucky or whatever but like he was so compassionate and centered and focused and that matters right like a stranger on the internet's getting someone calling them like I don't know what's going on but I'm feeling really good because of the way that this guy is talking to me I'm feeling good and he's asking pretty freaking thoughtful and kind and smart questions and I was like before you know it I'm like I cannot wait to whoever I'm talking to next. I can't wait to talk to them. And Mm. so then I get on with AIM, who at the time was Amy. And uh, I, I just like, we had such an incredible conversation for an hour, right? Like, and again, they're talking about like the most thoughtful and kind, like questions getting to know me. But um, at the time, they were like really good at helping me see that this law school path doesn't make logical sense, right? Mm. Doesn't make logical sense to go and spend $150,000 or whatever amount of money it ends up costing to go to law school when that's not even really what I want to do to begin with. But, but, you know, they can see that I clearly have skills. I have a skill in the ability to articulate. I have a skill in the ability to um connect with people and um they helped me to see that too right like help me to see that there is something within me it's validated like yeah you're not just going to be a good attorney like that's not the only skill you have you have something else to offer the world that might actually be even more relevant through your bigger overall purpose so yeah that was that was that i was off and running and I had, this is a fun, another fun caveat. 
I had at the time like $8,000 to my name, right? Like there's $8,000 in the bank and I had no credit mm -hmm. card debt or anything, which is great. But I had that much money uh, because I was always, I just kept transitioning for so long and it was just tough to have a bigger pool of savings. But yeah, so that's how much I liquid I've got. And uh, they tell me that like the offer, I think was like seven something. I'm like, it was definitely yeah. 7,500. And, and I was like, okay, like, here we go. That's almost all of the money that I have to my name, but like, let's do it. You yeah. know, like full on all the chips are in let's, let's ride. And, uh, yeah, it, but with the, I don't know if this is like too much information, but it, we did get on a payment plan, but this is another fun story. So I'm in on payment plan and I'm tripping out. So the coach that, you know, does my onboarding and is my coach, my one-on-one -on -one is just like, dude, you have to trust. Like, yeah, go grab the, I remember she said, Go grab the garbage can and throw up. Like, get that out of your system. All this anxiety that you have, this insane like mm. decision you just made. Like, go puke and then get back here and like pull it together because you're gonna be fine. Like, you have what it takes. You're amazing. Mm. And I just needed that. You know, I just needed her to say that. And then I think it was like two days, two weeks later at the most. I had like a bunch of mock calls, and I'm just like, no, this is legit. This is so legit. So I was like. Francine, get me on with billing. I want to pay my entire bill right now. So I yeah. put on a couple credit cards and like um got a bunch of like new cards so I get like two hundred dollars back. So it ends up like costing me yeah, yeah. what it was so cool. It was just like such a cool time in my life where I was like, I got this. Like I have no doubt this is gonna fucking work for me. Sorry. Mm. Are we no, allowed? No, no, you're good. You're okay. good. <laughs> yeah, I love the the rawness. Um one, because I, and the next like natural progression is just talking more about RCA, but there's, there's so much like good stuff that, that you talked about. Um, one thing that, and the, where these questions come from is like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about like, you know, anyone else that's listening to this, that like might be in a, a similar situation as you. So I, I think, you know, before when you were initially thinking about, um, you know, transitioning into, you know, to becoming a lawyer and you had people around you that were saying like, you should be a lawyer. And, you know, was that ever like your own like idea and like you wanted to do that? Or it's like, what, what was that situation? And then the follow-up to that would be like, what inside you helped you get past like, Hey, like, yeah, this might be a, a good route, but like this other one is better and I'm going to be able to like see much more success. And I know you talked a lot about, um, you know, your conversation with aim, but I guess any, any thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, well, so that's such a thoughtful question. Like, and, and again, like you get this stuff from actually actively listening to me, right? Like Lydia, where did the lawyer thing come from? Was it yours? Like, no, it wasn't, it wasn't mine. Right. It was, mm -hmm. it was on, and it wasn't anybody else's either. Like that's society is like, you want to be successful, be a doctor or a lawyer. And funny enough, like before the lawyer idea was pre-med, I did, I, I graduated with my bachelor's and then I went back doubled my student loan debt so that I could become a doctor. And all of this wasn't actually for me about money, never about money. I have a pretty complicated like familial upbringing, like a pretty hard upbringing and lots mm -hmm. of trauma and lots of stuff. And that led me to wanting to like really 
I'm like, what the fuck is going on on this like planet? How do we fix this stuff? This place is mess. Like it's yeah. really messed up here. What are we doing? So I I was actually on the path to become a psychiatrist. Um, that was like super not the right path. And so I was like, well, what do I do? Like, what am I doing? And um, got into political organizing. Again, natural progression for like someone who wants to like change the world and fix stuff. And then the attorney work stuff was like that happened again because of familial circumstances. And I got into like probate law and I was an advocate for mental health service. Like I was just all mm. all over the place with like all kinds of stuff. Had my hand in a lot of projects and trying to create nonprofits and stuff. And um, yeah, so the attorney work is just sort of like, OK, I need to like get money. I need to use my skills to get money. Um, but yeah, the work in Santa Fe was really learning how to like let go of this kind of arrogance that I had mm. of like, I can fix the world. I can change what's broken. Like, no, I can't. I can't. Mm. The only thing I can do is bring my love and my beauty to the world and do my best every day. But like, so yeah, I mean, I think that the, I think that our society is structured like it funnels people that have talent, right? And intelligent stuff and stuff into like these two camps. It's like, okay, you're smart, like be a doctor, like, or no, if you're, be a lawyer. Like, there's so much more <laughs> nuance and like, there are so many other options to making your life, like, to using your talent. And being an entrepreneur is definitely like, becoming more a, a third option which is exciting because that means that like people can you know start um creating instead of just following the path of someone who told me what to do right but it's fucking scary it's terrifying um and so so how i transitioned out of the lawyering into sales is like i don't feel super ready to be an entrepreneur that third option like I'm not really very ready yet you know I, I have ideas I have businesses that I would love to create but first of all I don't have any capital and I don't know how like I don't know mm -hmm. how well how do I learn how do I figure it out like well, first of all if I want to eventually sell something that is mine my business right then I need to learn how to sell it so yeah. this isn't necessarily an ode just to those who want to be entrepreneurs, but like it was just such a no brainer for me to consider that like I need to learn how to sell. I have to learn how to communicate with people and get them mm. to buy into whatever change I want them to make. Right. And that's really what this is. It's so like all about being of service to people. And just it was such a perfect fit. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, uh, I'm so grateful. Two and a half years later, I think. And I'm just like, how did this come about? It's just such a blessing. Like, and I just am so grateful to Cole and to the team and to everybody that put this together. And I know it doesn't always work out for everybody. And it's, you know, some days I'm like, is this really working out for me? Do I suck? Am I, am I bad at this? Like, you know, <laughs> there's always like this yeah. whole lot on the whole on the aggregate it's just so like it's been such an incredible incredible journey it's been so much fun mm -hmm. yeah. yeah one one thing i want to add to to that too just with you know when you're talking about the three the three buckets is you know you're talking about okay 
people that have like the smarts, right? Be a doctor, be a lawyer, be an engineer, right? And then you have, you know, the entrepreneur. I'll actually like with remote closing and a lot of like what what I like to call like the um the alternative not alternative education, like the um call it like the gig economy or like I call it uh, the name, I don't know if I made this up, like the intrapreneur versus the entrepreneur. Oh, cool. Yeah. So it's like you know, I think this is like that that extra like that middle step between like traditional nine to five and having an entre- like being an entrepreneur is because you can then partner with like other businesses and you're literally like what I always say is like you're getting paid to learn, right? You're getting paid to like you're you're learning sales and you're also like you know you're on the meetings that you for for us in um you know within uh, closure.io is like we have a uh, an open meeting policy so like anyone from any department can go into any other like meeting, you know, we do, we all do daily meetings and like, so I can go sit on like the finance meeting. I can go sit on, you know, I run the marketing meeting. I can go sit on the sales meeting. So it's like, I'm in this environment and you know, anyone that wants to join is like, you know, you're, you're getting paid to learn and you're basically, you know, you have the opportunity and the income potential to like see all the benefits of having a business without the risk that comes with having a business. Right. And then, like you said, right, when you're going to start a business is like you have there is there's the risk involved. There's the fear. There's you need the capital. You need all these skills. But if you just like I think a lot of people are are in that. And even myself, when I when I made the transition, because I had a business at one point um, for me, it was an ego thing of like, I want to be a business owner. And like, this is like what I need to be doing. But it was just like as soon as I dropped my ego and I was like me doing this thing is hurting myself and my family. I was like, well, what's like the next step? And the next obvious step was like, hey, I can like see all the benefits of having a business without having a business and like work with really cool people. And like, you know, that's that's the season that I'm in that I'm in now. And down the road, I know that, you know, uh, let's say in whatever amount of time, right? One year, two years, five years down the road is if I started a business now, knowing what I know now, I'll be infinitely more successful than if I would have, you know, whatever back when I back when I started. So it's uh. Yeah, I, I just wanted to, you know, add add to what you were saying. Um, and then okay. also, yeah, the reason that I asked that initial question was because I think a lot of people are in that same mindset. Like they're just not exposed to the right things on social media or whatever it is, their upbringing is they just don't, they just don't know that there's other opportunities, right? They don't know that there's, there's more out there um, because they think a lot of times too is, you know, wh- whoever it is, is like, labeling this online industry as a scam right so people are automatically turned off by it so it's uh it's a different it's a different realm and 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 trust that goes into to something like this so um and that's honestly why why i created this podcast in the first place was to obviously hear stories like yours and and connect with people and and learn more about about your story but also just like i think there's a certain point where like do i need 10 episodes 20 episodes 100 episodes for people to understand that like this is a legitimate thing you know, so right. little, little side, side ran, but, yeah, um, okay, like, let's, let's, uh, let's jump into, so you, you see the ad, you jump in, you, you're talking to the coaches. What was like your maybe like first couple weeks slash month experience within, uh, within the program and coaching and all that stuff. Hey, what's going on, Aaron, just popping in to the episode really quickly. So at this point, you've already listened half of this episode. So I'm assuming that you're at least somewhat interested in remote closing and how you can learn a little bit more about it. So 
I put together a free training. You can go ahead and click the link down in the description or in the show notes if you're listening on the podcast. Click that link. Don't go watch it yet because we still have another half of the episode here of the success story of RCA. Just open it up and just so you don't forget that you can go check out that video. It's going to go over not only what remote closing is, but also the four-step process of what I would do if I was starting from scratch, starting over to still see a success online using remote clothing. So that being said, let's jump back into the episode. Click the link down in the below. We'll see you on the other side. Yeah, and so... Uh, just to re- remember or just to frame, I it was like 2021, I think. So summer 2021. So we're at several years in now. And uh, so, yeah, to the best of my memory. Yeah, I don't, I remember all of it. Like it was so incredible. So, <laughs> who am I kidding? Um, it's just like I haven't been through a lot since then. Um, but in good way, like in good things, like I've been through a lot of really cool, good things since then. But in the very beginning, as I already told the story of like, okay, so I'm, I'm like, all right, I just need to, let me look at my credit card, right? So they come back and give Aim my money and, uh, and I'm just like ripping out. Like I was so nervous. I did. I felt like I was going to throw up and, and my coach could tell, like, go do that. (laughs) Take care of that, you know? And then, but yeah, so I onboard, and I get that, uh, I got that support. And I don't know how things have been structured since then. I don't know if anything's changed or whatever. But um, for me, that was really powerful to be able to have like, hey, good job. Like, good job. I can see that you're really nervous. But like, you need to, you're you're just going to hold yourself back on that. If, if, you, if you want to keep holding yourself back, that's fine. But that was a really, like, really lovely pep talk. Um. And I'm a big believer in just seeing people, like see people where they're at, right? And that's powerful on the calls too, on your sales calls. It's like see people for where they're at, try to meet them where they're at. And my coach met me where I was at um, and saw that like, yeah, this is someone who has has the stuff. If only they'll see it in themselves, right? And get over this hump. And so it was, yeah, it was just a moment, honestly. And I... It's really a huge, it's a huge ode to the coaches on this team for doing that kind of work because it could have easily been that I just got in and was like, I can't do it. It's like too scary. It's like too overwhelming. I just can't do this. Like it's, you know, Mm -hmm. but if you can find a way to help people see that, like, it's your choice. It's all up to you. You get to go one way or the other way. Which one do you want to pick? Choose your adventure here. You're going to find it or you're going to lose it. Like, what one do you want? And so I chose the one where I was like successful. And and yeah, and I really hope people get that. Like people that are on the fence and people that have invested in RCA and they're just like sitting there and not doing anything with it or whatever. Like you need to understand that no one's going to do this for you. No one else is going to do it for you. But the moment you find it in yourself is the moment that you are going to find success. Okay. No one else, none of the coaches like, and so I was like, all right, I'm on, I'm in, I'm on, let's do this. And I was working full time as a legal assistant hustling in that arena. That was wild times for like, you're doing COVID emergency housing stuff. It was crazy, crazy times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm working full time on that job. And I did within the scope of like, I think I was like, Somewhere between two to four weeks, I did 80, 80, eight zero mock calls. In two weeks? Yeah. I think it was, it was, it might've been three weeks. 
within like because I remember I came in and then I was in the pipeline within a month at least, but a little sh- less than a month. So I, I'm just cranking. And they were saying like do a minimum. I don't know. It's in the program like do a minimum of forty mock calls or something like yeah. that. But I just found myself just like addicted to these mock calls. I was like, I freaking love this. Like, I love these people. Like, you know, and I, these are my fellow students too. So I'm just like building connection with them. And I was just like having a blast. So, and it, I, when I was a legal assistant, I was also working from home. And mind you, we had COVID. So, like, I don't even, like, I'm not hanging yeah. out with humans. That was the other roommate. thing I was going to say is like during yeah. that time, it's like, this is your like interaction with people. So, you know, that <laughs> yeah. it probably helped. That probably helped too. It did help. It, it totally helped a lot, but it was also just like so fun because everybody was on this path of like, what am I doing? Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, cool. We just chose something really radically different for our lives. And, uh, everybody's like, I wonder how it's going to work out, you know, but we'll just keep going. And then before you know it, I'm in the pipeline and I'm quitting my job. I gave them my two weeks notice and, uh, what was the time frame there? Like, what uh, if you remember from like yeah, two jumping weeks in. of being two weeks of being in Cole's program? I gave them. I was like, I'm giving you guys my two week notice. Damn. Yeah. Did, did you? Because you so you were in the pipeline, and then you gave her two weeks, or you gave her two weeks, and you were just like, I'm just gonna jump out of this plane and <laughs> totally. and build yeah. the build the plane on the way down. I think yeah, I think I wasn't in the pipeline officially yet, um, but I just oh, this is another huge thing. Like, I'm like, pipeline or not, I don't give a shit. I'm going to go find a job. Like, I'm going to find... And I did. I ended up self-sourcing. Yeah. I had had great interviews. And I'm actually on an offer now that I interviewed with back then with like Pipeline. Yeah. yeah. So lovely. It's just B2B. And I was like, I don't know about B2B yet. So I went into the life coaching space uh, first. But, um, But yeah, I great interviews like I had so many offers so many people being like oh my god like yeah would you work for us and I was like maybe let me get back to you you know it was so fun it was so fun to have people being like yeah let's like work together and I was like cool like I have a lot of opportunity holy shit I have so much opportunity I don't know what to do with did Mm -hmm. I choose rightly I don't know I probably would be richer if I had chosen a different path, but (laughs) (laughs) hindsight is 2020. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a huge, a huge piece of it. Right. Like we always talk about, uh, you know, scarcity versus abundance. And if you, you know, I think the, you were obviously in the abundance standpoint where you had so many different people to choose from and, you know, you, you can kind of like see like, well, this one has this and there's the offer price and you kind of get to choose as opposed to, I think of a lot of, you know, I wouldn't say a lot of other people, but there are people in that other camp where they are in like that scarcity mindset where like they do a little bit of, yeah. you know, self-sourcing and then they kind of like are forced or maybe not forced to jump into, but like maybe it's the excitement along with like only having the one opportunity, they take that and then, you know, it's like, sometimes it works. Sometimes it's like, well, maybe I should have, like, I wish I would have had more opportunity to choose from. Um, so do you, was there like anything? Um, and I, I think I know the answer to this. I think it's just because of your personality, you probably did a ton of re- like outreach and just like the way that you presented yourself is what made these companies want to, you right. know, so many of them being like, Hey, like you got to work with us. But you know, I'm just thinking of anyone that's listening to this, like any like feedback or tips that you would give to someone when they're interviewing, um, or maybe just around the whole interview process. So like, did you have a certain amount of people you were reaching out to and committed to reaching out to every day? What is like the interview process and getting ready for that look like? Just like any feedback tips for for that part. Yeah, 
I think the biggest feedback, the umbrella to start with is like, you need to understand that your worth is not connected to whether they want you or not. Like you have to get really firm in that. And, and how do you figure that? How do you learn to trust that? Well, like you, I don't know. It's a very simple idea. You might want to try it out. Like the universe has your back. Just believe that everything's going to be okay. No matter what, figure out how to get that into your intrinsic like beingness and and believe that and understand it. And that will serve you so far. It'll serve you for so long. It's serving me right now every day. I'm like, the universe has my back. I'm totally okay. I'm going to be fine. And there's always, there's days where you're like, I don't think so. Like I am not feeling well, but if you can just start there, like who cares if they don't want you or not? It doesn't matter. And that's like kind of an ode to a sales call too, right? Like the universe has my back, has the client's back, whoever's on the call. Like, and we're not, we're not here trying to like trick each other into like liking, like yeah, yeah. trust, just trust that it's going to be okay and that you're going to find the right fit. And that I think is a big thing for like, um, not choosing the wrong offer too, right? Like, you can come into it and just know that like hey the universe has your back um you can then you can kind of be an evaluator of the offer right instead of like oh i hope they pick me i hope they pick me am i good enough like if they pick me then i'm okay then i'm validated then i'm enough no don't do that um if they pick you then it's like okay they want me step one do i want them back why do i want them back like what is it that they have to offer me? I know that I at least have something to offer them. I just went through this badass sales training. Like I have skills. I am skilled. Mm, as long yeah. as you do the work, do the work. Don't just like expect that like, oh, I paid Cole Gordon 7,000 bucks and now I'm like, it's just like a download. Like you have to get in there and hustle and, and learn the system and learn the process and then practice it. So if you really do that, right? So like, I really did it. I really tried hard in here and I succeeded um, at getting this amount of mock calls and I got feedback from people and I am still, right? Like, and you, you can own that information. I am skilled. I am worthy of getting a job. Then you come in and you ask them, um, you know, once they say, we'd like to hire you, then it's like, okay, now, now we need to evaluate, like, do I want to sell this thing? Because to me, the number one thing in sales is integrity. That's my number one thing. That's what yeah. that's the fuel that keeps me going is like, if I really believe in what I'm selling, then I can sell it. But if, and that's, I mean, you know, that's uh, Hormozy, like one of his biggest things is like, if your reps don't believe that your thing, your shit is real, then they're not going to be able to sell it. Um, so yeah, I just needed to know. And that's what... That's probably why I chose the path of less uh, profit, but uh, I chose the life coaching space because I was really passionate about the life coaching space at that mm. time. You know, I had just come out of that depressive, dark era and knew the power of having a coach, having someone to help you like believe more in yourself. So I was really passionate about that industry and um, chose that route. And it was amazing it was such an incredible time for me um and yeah so i think it's that's the best thing to do is definitely like 
trust that what your heart and your gut is telling you to do, like go that direction. Mm. And yeah, I, yeah, I think there are like, that there's definitely a different route that I could have gone. Um, definitely one that ha- was very lucrative and it was a really tough call. I really, really struggled with that call, but eventually I had to just like accept what I chose and just trust that like, if I'm meant to scale up and do something different, eventually I'm going to have to do that. So I, I'm now, now I'm there finally, like a year or was, I scaled, I started scaling up, um, about like six or so months ago, eight months ago, I think. Nice. Yeah. Started okay. Chant. So you're just so I get time, right. Timeline, right. Too. So you, so you jump into that, the life coaching offer, you end up leaving that and then you're on the new offer that you were talking about before yeah so i i was with that first offer for a year and a half and it was incredible so amazing and i i did make money and i and i saved a ton of money and like i just my life yeah my life just freaking took off and just to your point to bring it back to what you were saying like you get to get on these things these offers and learn from the product that you're selling right like i Mm -hmm. got to just have everything that my that the the coach that i was working for um, the guru that I was working for, like she teaches all this amazing stuff. Right. And I got mm. to like be a part of that learning for free. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's another huge thing is like, what are you passionate about? What do you need? Also, like, what do you need in your life? Like if you need fitness, like, and you're good at sale, like go work for a fitness offer and like get psyched and motivated and learn more about fitness and like, or if it's nutrition or whatever, whatever it is that you're super psyched about. And it's really nice if you have the benefit of, yeah, I want to know more about it. But yeah, yeah, so I stayed on that offer and then I ended up in a friend of mine from my RCA days. She wanted, she was forever like asking me to come and work for her offer. So I ended up working for her offer for a little while and, uh, got into the relationship and coding coaching space, uh, the relationship and dating space. So I was in that space for a little while and kind of tried it out and made good money, like did really well in the dating space and um, learned a lot, a lot about masculine and feminine energy, learned a lot about myself. Oh my God, I've learned so much about myself. And uh, yeah, I just, again, made some huge strides in my personal life because of my job. And then now, now I'm, I'm finally transitioning into the B2B space. So it's sort of like there's levels to this game, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to just like one step at a time while continuing to trust the universe, continuing to like grow my bank account um, and, and just, yeah, grow and scale myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's so important. Just what I want a lot of people to take from this is I think if I think of like the past 40 episodes, right. It's like a big portion of people that I do talk to, I'd say maybe 60%, right. Are people that are like on that high of getting their first offer or, you know, whatever the win is, right. Making their first sale or whatever it is. Um, but I think it's really important just to like acknowledge that you've been doing this and you joined in RCA, like you're an OG in RCA, right? Like 20, <laughs> we started in 2020. So in the middle of 2021, still very, you know, new within, within the program, but it's like, you've been at this for, you know, basically two years at this point, right. Or yeah. a little bit over a year and a half, two, two years. Two and a half years. Yeah. Two and a half years. So it's like the, you have the growth, but it didn't come in three months. Right. I think there's, there's so many, 
you know, you're familiar because you're in the online space. Like there's a lot of like, you know, we call it biz op, right? Business opportunity offers where they teach you how to do Amazon FBA, drop shipping, starting a business, whatever it is. And, uh, you know, we were talking about it on our marketing meeting where we just back to what you said about integrity, you know, not saying anything negative about other people. I just know the way that we operate is an integrity of like, we set expectations very strong that this is not a get rich quick scheme. It's going to be something that you put time and effort into it, but you're learning the skills and getting like actual tangible things that you can bring on through the rest of your life. And, you know, again, back to just your situation is like you, you've been doing it for, for a good amount of time, but you've just learned so much along that process. So, you know, the main reason of saying this is I don't want people to get discouraged thinking that, oh my gosh, it's going to take me two and a half years to like get to this point. Well, it's like either way, you're going to live two and a half years. So you can either learn the skills or you can, you know, be mad that you're not making a million dollars in two months or a month or right. You know what I mean? Um, So yeah, I think that's, that's huge, especially for, you know, just, I just want people to understand. Right. And um, you know, is there people that, you know, they, they come out of the gate and they crush it. Sure. Yeah. Um, but just like anything in life, right? The as generic as it sounds, the good things that are worth having are going to take some time to to really. Hundred percent. And it's from. let me just emphasize: mm-hmm. it's choose your own adventure. Like from the beginning, that first call with my coach when I first enroll, right? Like my coach is telling me, "What do you want to do here? Sink or swim?" Like it's totally up to you. And after I graduate from the program and interviewing for jobs, like, do you want to get super rich? Or do you want to like learn about like, like whatever you want, whatever you want, you guys get to create this. Like if as long as you're doing the work, you can create whatever it is that you want. Mm. And if it's like, if it's a ton of money, well, you can create that. How are you going to create it? I don't, I don't know. That's not like up to me. That's it's up to you, but you, the listener, whoever is in RCA or whatever, like, but yeah, I mean, and so Absolutely. I could have chosen differently and I could have had it be like super lucrative. Like I'm telling like what I'm trying to say now, do, does everybody have the luxury of choosing, you know, according to like their passion, heart spit? I don't know. I mean, ultimately though, if you come into this with a vision of like, I need to get rich and I need to do it really fast. Like, um, I don't know that I would say that that's a good idea. Like, I don't know that. Yeah, you definitely can get rich really fast. Like, you can get on the right offer and get super, like, lucky. Um, But if you're like, like, I need to get rich and I need it fast, you're going to reflect that on your calls. And and the person that's on the call with you is going to be like, what are we like what do i owe your little need like i don't yeah. owe do anything yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like i'm here trying to get my own needs met you know i don't want i don't give a shit about your commission like get out of my face you're a scam you know so when we come to the table again trusting that the universe has your back trusting that you're going to be okay and trusting that like you just need to try some stuff try things you know try and maybe fail and yeah, if you're super, super desperate and you're like terrified because you're super like, I don't know, you're traumatized or whatever. Like, I don't know what's going on with these like that. Um, but, but basically that's like that shrunken scarcity. I'm scared. I'm scared. Like you need to figure out a way to handle that. You have to figure out a way to get in there and like work that out because and then, yeah, like 
and I'm I'm not trying to talk at the internet as if I'm super good at this because trust <laughs> me, I'm gonna have days where I am so like scared and shrunk. But I look back and I'm like, holy shit, let's just examine though, like how much money you got in your bank account. Like I got stacks for months and months and like a long time that I can. Let's handle. go. You know, and it took a yeah. minute, but and it took a lot of um, took a lot of integrity too. Like it took a lot of me saying like, no just because you got this amount like does not mean you go spending it you know go on like fancy trips and stuff and mm -hmm. um but yeah so i had to be i had to be in in my integrity with my money and that's another scale level to this game is like once you start getting money like how do we handle money um and i don't know it's just like all of this this whole space this whole journey has all been about really like you know, it's about personal like responsibility and leadership too. like being a good leader of your life. Mm -hmm. Choosing how to how do you want to lead your, your life and yourself through your life? And if you can do that really well for yourself, you can love yourself and lead yourself really well. Then you can do that for your um, you have the people on your calls, mm -hmm. you know. And yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I was just going to say, I was just going to literally you took the words out of my mouth is like you, you know, when, when we're looking at prospects is like, I think when people look, think about sales are like, okay, I got to like sell this person into this thing. And it's like, you know, obviously like at, at like the most basic level. Yeah. But when you really operate from a place of leadership and that's why I just love this space so much is like, we're not, again, I, I, I never feel like I'm selling somebody into remote closing. I I feel like I'm selling them into believing in themselves and yeah. like taking action on what they need to do. Cause yeah. they told me, you know, here's where I am. Here's where I want to be. It's like, well, obviously there's a vehicle that's going to help you get there. So like you either make the decision on that or not. Right. It's not, you know, it, again, but I wouldn't be able to do that if I was not leading myself in my own personal life. Right. It's like, right. it's the, you, yeah. you can't, you can't fully tell someone to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. And uh, that's, that's huge when you can, when you can make that, um, you know, distinction and, and, you know, take action based on your own, on your own habits and push yeah. that onto to somebody else and, and help them, help have them understand. Um, so for, for you, I'm, I'm just curious, you know, you're, you're making that transition into, you know, the, the B2B space. What is like, and, uh, th this question came to mind cause it's funny. I asked, uh, I asked Emma the same question at our last, uh, offsite. And I think it's a, it's a, a cool question is like, you know, if, if me and you, cause my, my full intention and goal is to like, have you back on here in like six months oh, and okay. just, you know, and just have another conversation and, um, you know, really dive deep into like, okay, how did the, you know, how did that go? But, um, so if, you know, if we're having a conversation in six months from now, what would we be celebrating you for? Mm, I love that. Okay. We, I've got two things. Um, and I hope I don't forget the second because sometimes my brain gets bouncy, but the first one is we're celebrating that I, in this next chapter of my you know, career journey. I did really well at that leadership piece for myself. Okay. I want to say that it's a really big value piece for people getting into this. You can only show up and do a really good job for other people if you are filling your cup first. Right. And that was uh, one of the offers that I worked for with a CEO was really big on like, fill your cup first. You've got to fill your cup first. And I and it's super hard, but Cole teaches this too. Like he teaches this in the training that there's a whole segment on mindset and like meditation and being in your rhythm and like doing a really good job at self-care. So 
in six months from now, like, did you do a good job at self-care, Lydia? Like, God, yeah, I'm going to do a really good job at self-care for the next like six months because I've been up and down on that, you know, even though I'm really passionate about life coaching space and all this stuff. It's like sometimes I'm inconsistent and I don't meditate for two months, you know, and so it's like if I could just really dial in and just remember that like it's all about self-love. It's, it's all about leading myself in the right way. So do that and we'll celebrate that together. That would be great. And the proof of that, like, working is that, like, it reflects in my um, my success, right? Like, that I hit my first 20K month. You know, I already I hit the first 10K. Like, let's go for 20 now. And if I could hit that in six months, that would be amazing. That will be. I mean, it's definitely going to happen. It's not even a doubt. Like, I don't have any doubt go. that it's going to happen. I don't have any doubt that within six months, that's so reasonable that I'll hit 20K in commissions. Have I, I like a sold way out, sold that in revenue for the clients or whatever. But it's like, mm -hmm. I need everybody to wrap their head around like, we as reps like get twenty ten thousand dollars in a month. Like it's happened for me. At first, I was like, no way, like that's not a thing. Ten thousand dollars in a month, one month, like cash in my bank. That's crazy. Like it's happened, right? And so, mm -hmm. and it can happen, and it could have happened way faster for me had I chosen that. But twenty um, k, yeah, we're gonna celebrate that. And, but I promise you this, like the more I continue taking care of myself, being that good leader of my life, being the person who's consistent about my food, workout routine, like all that stuff, um, whatever is distracting me, right? Like hold that stuff in check. That's faster. That's like the, the fast track to getting to that 20K. I think, I believe that. Mm -hmm. have to believe it. Was it was those two things? So yeah. it was the, so the 20 K and then I, it kind of felt like it was, is into one. Oh, yeah, and then just leading self, yourself. Self-care, like self-care, okay. be really good and consistent about my self-care routine. Like, and, uh, and just feeling good. Like, cause I mean, you could, you could skip that part. Right. And just like, I'm going to like get $20,000 into it. And I hit my foot. Like, I don't know if that, that would make me very happy. Right. Like yeah. at a certain point, like, you get this amount of money and you're like, well, what's it for? Like, it's for me because I, and it's for my life and for all the people I get to benefit and like all this stuff. But like, if you don't love yourself and you don't take really good care of yourself first, then you're not going to be happy once you get there. Mm -hmm. So like, let's celebrate that I have both. Like I've got joy in my heart and I've taken really good care of myself and I'm super healthy and happy and like also hit my first 20K. Yeah. And I think that's a, it's a byproduct too, right? Cause like if you, you know, if you weren't focusing on self-care and you, you know, you were, let's say not following a diet plan and eating like crap and not exercising, getting movement in, it's like that, that 20 K becomes a lot more difficult or you hit that and you're just like tired all the time. And like, you, yes. you just can't really, and then you can't even enjoy the, you know, the, the 20 K that you're hitting. So I think there's, there's a lot that comes together. Okay. Um, so I, I do want to be respectful of the time and I feel like I have so much more that I like want to talk to you about and like questions and stuff, but we're coming at the top of the hour and um, I want to leave or I, I want to ask you one more question and then I'm gonna do a little outro and then we'll, we'll do, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll cap it off. But okay. I want you to just think of like one of the biggest things that you would tell someone listening to this episode. Um, and you've given like so much, I, I don't know if you've seen, I've been like writing like little <laughs> snippets that I can like, you know, we, we can just go back to, um, yeah. but just one thing that you would tell someone listening to this episode that you want them to take away. Think about that. I'm going to do an outro and then we'll, we'll come back to that. So for those of you who are listening up to this point, uh, I think honestly, Lydia did a, an amazing job of just like 
helping people understand that hopefully by this point, you like at least believe in yourself a little bit more (laughs) and understand that there's, there's real opportunity out there for real people that are willing to put in the work. So if you've made it this far and you want to just learn a little bit more about remote closing and, and what we have to offer. And if we can help you through the process, I'm down in the description below, there's a link that's going to break down, you know, the step-by-step process of not only what remote closing is and how you can use the four steps to get, you know, get placed in an offer, learn what remote closing is, um, you know, the sales tactics and everything that comes along with that. So, um, full transparency, it is a training, but at the end of it, we do say, Hey, you know, if you want to work with us a little bit closer one-on-one and, you know, be someone like Lydia, then, well, you know, obviously we can talk about what that looks like. Um, but there is no obligation to talk to us again. It's just a video. So if you decide to watch the video and not even book a call, that's completely fine too. So again, first link down in the description below and uh, check that out. So hopefully I gave you enough time. What you got? Yeah, I mean, I've been I've been saying it over and over again, but like, um, you know, you get to choose, you get to create your life. And if anything I'm saying in this entire podcast is like resonating for you and you're like, you know what, I know I can do this, then do it. Get in there and do it and like have a blast. Um, Yeah, just just do it. Get on the call. Um, but don't come in, don't come in here with like, I mean, you're going to have limiting beliefs. You're going to, but don't come in here with that total, like contracted, like I can't wait till I get rich fast and I hope it works. Like, no, cause you need to be in, in your leadership. You need to be in your power. Um, and, and when you're in your power and you're in your confidence, then you are a good leader of your life and you're a good leader to the people on your calls. So, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. It's not like the most clear cut takeaway, but I really want people to understand that you get to choose. You are the creator of your life. Yeah. There we go. I love it. I think there's, there's a ton that, you know, from that and just everything we talk about, people will be able to take away from that. So, um, highly recommend anyone that's listened to this again, like put this as a, uh, you know, a favor on your playlist, listen to this every morning. (laughs) We went over a ton of stuff (laughs) and, uh, you know, subscribe if you, if you haven't already leave a comment down below what you think of the episode. And, uh, my name is Aaron from the remote closing Academy podcast. See you guys in the next one. Talk soon. Peace.